What's in the box? What's in the suitcase? What's in the box? Deep shots. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deep Shots. Wade, how are you doing today? Slavic, I am doing well. How are you? I gotta admit, I'm a little sore. Um, this week I really kicked it into gear with working out with my buddy Wade. And then I did something hmm. I have never, ever done where I had to pay for it. Got a hooker. When I used to play basketball. No, thank you. Uh, when I when I used to play basketball or sports, a trainer would come and stretch you out. But this week I paid for getting stretched out. And um, between that and working out, I feel really great working out. But, man, I'm pretty sore all over my lower back, my glutes. I mean, everything's a little sore. I think you're um, showing your class and privilege by telling people that you're paying people to stretch you. I mean, it's 20 bucks. I mean, come on. It's not. <laughs> it's 20, I mean, it's, it's a stretch lab, but you're doing a group. It's not. Um, mm. I mean, I don't I don't think there's any. I, look at uh, things are good. Let's face it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, some I highly recommend it. I mean, yeah, I have huge problems with my calves and my Achilles, as you know, and um when she did the thing she did, she made them hurt even more. So uh, I encourage everybody to go and do it. Are they using any of those like tools uh, on your legs to, to stretch you or, or work, work the muscles? Are we talking about the hooker or the stretcher person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the stretcher person does not use any tools. It's just uh, uh. you have to wear sticky socks. So you apparently because they use the leverage of their body. They don't want to slip on uh, socks, which is ridiculous. It's just a way to get another shot at your wallet. But, um, man, I'd be the first one to admit that I am not the most flexible person on the planet. And um, it was good. I mean, the, 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 the problem that I have is I'm so inflexible that I can't even do the flexes that like if I watch a YouTube video on flexing, I can't recreate those moves because I can't reach as far as they assume that I can. So this is um, this is a huge step for me. So uh, pretty good, pretty cool. I haven't been like I, yeah. I don't know about you, and I'm sorry I cut you off, but I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to touch my toes like ever. I don't think I've ever been able to touch my toes. Like I like I have no flexibility. Like. <laughs> It's so crazy. It's like, like I bend down and I'm like, man, I'm almost there. And somebody be like, that, another eight inches, buddy, and you'll be there. I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah, that's an that's an age thing. But yeah, we're um, anybody who doesn't know us, we're we're both on the on the heavier side of things. So uh, that's that comes with the territory. I'm talking like preschool. I couldn't touch my toes when I wasn't. I like everybody else was like <laughs> stretching down. I could not reach those toes, man. I don't know. Was, I don't. Know. I don't. I I think I could touch my toes in preschool. Mm. I, you know, maybe about third grade is when I lost. It. I don't know. Somewhere in there. I don't know. Hopefully, this Anyhow, will help with the golf yeah, swing. I, I used to go to this PT to this guy uh, when I had my Achilles issues, and he had these like hard plastic implements of torture yes. that he would like rub up and down my calf and my. 
Achilles tendon and it was so painful. Mm-hmm. I was like, how is this helping me? Because I am in so much pain and I eventually ended up stopped going and just getting, just getting surgery because the PT was worse than what I felt when I walked around my job. So from so. what I know, there's two types of issues with your Achilles. There's tendonitis, which is just an inflammation issue. And then there's another one that sounds awfully like tendonitis, but it's like tenacious tenacious or something like that. And that tendinosis. Tendinosis. See, and that so if you know, I don't know why I'm explaining it to you. My audience doesn't give a shit. We're a freaking movie. <laughs> I mean, so apparently the problem there is that your scar tissue becomes a problem. So the reason they use those tools mm-hmm. is to break up that scar tissue and hopefully have mm-hmm. it heal back and realign the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they were breaking lots of shit, but it did not help. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now that uh, doc, the WebMD section of this podcast <laughs> is uh, is done, what are we here to do tonight, Slavic? Well, we got um, this is a new uh, type of podcast that we're doing. It's um, we're projecting or reviewing some up and coming big summer movies. And uh, Wade was so kind to create a spreadsheet for me um, and list out, I'd say, a majority of the bigger movies that are coming out. There's a bunch of silent but violent movies coming out too that he doesn't have listed here. But here we have yeah. the um, the majors, the big ones. Yeah, and uh, so kind of want to look at these movies from on an individual basis. Kind of give our give a give a thoughts on how hyped we are for for each of these. Kind of on a one to ten scale, or even a zero to ten scale, I guess. But then kind of want to talk holistically at the end of like, does this feel like a, a big summer, you know, comparisons to like summer's past? Like, what, how, how does this feel? Um, and what, you know, what does that mean? Uh, also, we've got the TV shows uh, that we can we can discuss, too. There's there's a couple of TV releases that I want to uh, hit on, too. But I'm mainly concerned here with the uh, the movies. So. Without further ado, the f- we're we're gonna go in chronological order. The uh, the first movie is a movie that actually released today, but neither of us have seen yet. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy three, obviously, return uh, James Gunn's last movie uh, with Marvel Cinematic Universe before he departs and starts making uh, Superman movies and what have you with DC. Uh, but obviously, it's the the Guardians of the Galaxy crew, Chris Pratt, Bautista. All those folks. Slavic, are you hyped for this movie at all? Where, where are you at with this? So I am pretty hyped for this movie. Um, I didn't, my scale is kind of screwed up because I did list this as uh, towards the higher end, but it's been out for at least 12 hours now and I haven't gone and seen it yet. So to make it <laughs> as high as I have it probably doesn't make a ton of sense, but I am super hyped for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It just, um, I did. There's not really a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie one or movie two that I didn't really like. I mean, movie obviously one was better than two, but two had highlights in it that I really enjoyed. And they do a great job with this cast. This cast is super cool, and they set this up pretty cool in Endgame with Quill, the the main star, Star Lord, Star Lord, going after Gamora. So. I am pretty interested in this one, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, good kickoff to, I don't know if this is a summer. I mean, it's like 30 degrees outside right now, so um, 
Yeah, I'm hyped. How about you? Did you watch the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that they had on Disney? Thought Plus? it was amazing. Thought it was amazing. Had so mu- that was so much fun. I love that they didn't take them super seriously and loved it. Yeah, they and they set up a couple things that are going to be in this movie, that, like like that dog is uh, apparently part of this movie, which and then uh, the fact that they their home base is that planet nowhere. Not minor things, but the, you know some stuff that that, that would have been. Uh, There's a big un- unveil in that, right? Too that the, the antler girl and and Star Lord, our brother and sister. Oh yeah, yeah, that was in there too. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, there. Well, but but it is important that that nowhere is their yeah. home planet. Let's not let's. I mean, yeah. that, that <laughs> is the key to that series. But I thought it was cool. But yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it. Um, I again have been down on the Marvel movies, as most people who've listened to this uh, know. I'm a little concerned about. I, I mean, I'm hearing good things, but I'm also hearing that it's they. A lot of people are saying that it feels kind of like the end of an era, even though they they're giving it good reviews. But they feel like it's like an end game type ending uh, for I guess this. I don't want to hear that. Um, but I'm hyped for it. I, I'd probably give it about a you know a solid eight or a nine uh, that I'm 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 hyped for it. The words just coming out of your mouth have just increased my need to go see this quickly before some. MFR spoils a stupid movie for me. Gotta <laughs> go and see it. So, I mean, this is pretty high up. Like I said, as far as a hype meter, I'm in the eight to nine range here. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I have ten listed because I this is something I really want to go see, but I didn't go see it right away because I was trying to see it with my boy. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen. So, definitely up there. Sorry, sorry that life got in the way. Work kids that kind of stuff yeah so the next movie um is a movie that i've seen one commercial for but i was intrigued by it because it stars ben affleck Mm. uh directed by robert rodriguez and it has a pretty crazy premise it's called hypnotic yep i'll i'll just kind of read the quick log line here uh it's determined to find his missing daughter austin detective danny rourke that's ben affleck instead finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole while investigating a series of reality-bending bank robberies. Anyhow, if you watch this trailer, I mean, it kind of feels like like a movie from the 90s, like a, like a summer movie from the 90s or even the early 2000s, like a, that there's that uh, Nicolas Cage movie where he can like see into the future kind of a deal. That's what this kind of feels like, mm-hmm. but it, it really feels out of place with kind of today's movie culture because it's definitely not IP. But I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, it's got William Fickner in it. I think he's the the bad guy. And the, you know, if you again haven't watched the trailer yet, but he's using seems like hypnosis to rob banks and get people to do things that they don't want to do. Yeah, the name which of is, the movie is hypnotic, so pretty corny. But at the same time, I I was I was pretty intrigued by it. Yeah, I agree. I thought from the initial trailer, I was like, man, this really feels like a movie similar to what Ambulance was, where it has somewhat of a fast-paced heartbeat to it, where it's just mm-hmm. bouncing the scene, the scene, the scene. And um, there's a couple scenes that remind me of Inception, like this mind-bending reality stuff. 
but you're right. It, it does definitely feel a little bit out of place. Like I, I, I for me, it reminded me of Face Off. I don't know if you remember. I mean, there mm-hmm. isn't like a supernatural power there, but they do have these surgeries where Travolta and Cage change <laughs> uh, faces. It's not supernatural, but yeah, it tests your imagination. Yeah. So, you know, for a summer flick, I mean, I think um, six to seven on this one. I, I, I think I, I think I'd, re- I want to see this in the theater because I think there's a good presentation for the theater. It's not one where you know you and I have talked about that. You could just see it at home. I'd rather see this one in the theater. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm I'm probably about a seven for it. I, I think uh, I think I'm, and again, it comes out May 12th. So uh, hopefully, it stays in theaters for a couple weeks, and uh, we can catch it in the theaters. I love Ben Affleck. He's a he's a guy I go see. Like I like him in in a ton of movies. Um, and then yeah. Fickner is he shows up in like the best movies all the time. He's a Buffalonian. Fuck yeah. I don't know why that's important, yeah. but okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's in heat. Now he was in heat. Because he's awesome in heat. <laughs> yeah. He is awesome in heat. Roger Van Zandt. That's right. For the next movie comes out May 19th. Uh, it's a movie that, or it's a series of movies that I haven't paid much attention to, but it's definitely a, a summer movie staple, and that's the Fast series, and we have... The 10th installment of the Fast and the Furious series. Slavic, where are you at on this? Well, 10th, but there's like 30 other ones on the side, right? Like, I haven't followed this franchise at all. This is kind of a, I don't know, like more of a roller coaster ride than a movie. It's not something I, not that I don't like those movies, but for whatever reason, I never connected with this movie um, or this franchise. And I know it has like every action star uh, that's available to play in them, but I just I don't know why I I love cars. I love American cars. I I love Charlize Theron. She's one of my favorites. I just I'm not. I don't know why I don't connect with it for some reason. Yeah, I never have either. And I love that you wrote <laughs> meh on the uh, spreadsheet. Well, yeah, I didn't here. feel like uh, I needed to give the explanation of what this movie was, but. I think I saw the first one, and I've seen bits and pieces of the other ones. They just all are kind of the same, and we got Vin Diesel talking about family and living his life a quarter mile at a time, and I just, I don't know. just doesn't do it for me either. I mean, the most amazing thing is that this is a Vin Diesel franchise, similarly to Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise. Vin Diesel is like, he's probably got a half a billion dollars from gotta this. got to be gotta franchise gotta be i mean it's amazing so good for him i mean maybe it'd be weird for me to start at 10 (laughs) (laughs) yeah but again from the movie going spectacle it might be a fun thing just to use the the regal unlimited pass on and and just sit there and eat some popcorn right no, because I'm working out. I'm trying to lose some weight. No. I don't need any freaking popcorn, bro. No. So I've got this at like a three. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, I would be interested again if there's nothing else playing that week. I, I might go see it just for the spectacle of it. But. Yeah, I'm a one. I, I, you'd have to. You, there would have to be a lot of not not going on. Not yeah. a lot of things. Just uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to see this. Yeah. So next is on May 26th, we have the latest in the Disney live a- live action adaptations, and that's The Little Mermaid. And I got to tell you, this looks awful to me. I mean, I 
seen the original once or twice and it's fine but you know i think it was more geared towards little girls but you know i'm a i'm a dad now i have two boys and i my boys aren't interested at all but this just looks awful to me and i i've got this as a one yeah so fast x i have as a one little mermaid i have as a three only because i have a daughter and i'm hoping she's outgrown this crap sorry ella if you're listening but I will go see this with her, so I'll say a three because I will have no interest. I will probably fall asleep during it. But yeah, I, why is Disney doing this? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like any of them are successful when they go live action. I think the Lion King made money when they did it, but it was weird. It was you know they but the Pinocchio one they just did totally failed. The Dumbo one failed. Yeah, that Pinocchio one had Tom Hanks in it. Yeah, and the Aladdin one was okay i think but i don't i mean i don't know if they made money it's but it's will smith right yeah 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 i mean they're getting the the star power it's just i have no again my daughter wants to see it i'm going so it's a well, three. this was one also you didn't watch the oscars but they had literally an ad for this in the middle of the oscars like melissa mccarthy and the actress who's playing the little mermaid i, I can't think of her name came out on stage and instead of like you know, sometimes they'll they'll talk and they'll spin their their movies into a montage of something else. But no, this was just like here's scenes from our new movie, The Little Mermaid, coming out in theaters this fall or this summer. It's like that was odd. So that that kind of yeah. turned me off to it too. But the the visuals of it, it I mean, given given what we have with Avatar and what have you, this kind of underwater live action looks looks really bad. So the next week after that, uh, we have the probably the most anticipated uh, animated movie of the summer, I think, and that is the sequel in the Miles Morales story, um, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This looks like more of the same of the, of the original, but the original was so unique and innovative that I'm, I can't wait to see more of this. So I, I have this as like... Probably a nine for me. I'm really hyped for this. Yeah, I'm the same. I get to see this with my boys. At least my youngest will be very interested in it. Um, the first one was amazing. Like, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I, they knocked it out of the park. And then on top of that, I don't know if you play the Spider-Man game and the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. They're freaking amazing, too, like on the PlayStation or Xbox. Hmm. So, yeah, this is an eight or a nine for me. Yeah, it just it looks great. I I'm a little concerned of you know kind of sophomoreitis with it and and them trying to get make it more zany and and crazier than what it was and and having a seizure in the in the theater. But uh, I, I I'm really looking forward to it and can't wait for it. I saw the trailer for this at the Mario Brothers movie and it. It is all over the place. Even the trailer was all over the place. And mm -hmm. Spider-Mans were battling Spider-Mans. And it was, um, I don't know, it, it sold me on it. It, it. it didn't scare me away. It made me want to see it even more. So hopefully it'll be good. Cool. I couldn't find anything on June 9th uh, that was interesting coming out. There, it looks like the, the people are clearing out for the Spider-Verse. But on June 16th, the, the next new Pixar movie, Elemental, comes out. And this looks like... Again, kind of standard fare Pixar. 
if you haven't seen the trailer, it's basically like there's a, it's kind of a love story between a fire person and a water person. And then there's earth people. And so yeah, I guess you kind of have the four main elements of earth looks kind of interesting, but it also doesn't look like it's kind of breaking any new ground from a, from a Pixar standpoint, just kind of a, probably a standard Pixar where there's jokes for adults and there's jokes for the kids and it's, they're going to try to sell some merchandise from it and what have you. So I, I'm, I'm at about a four or five on it. You know, I'll probably see it just cause the kids will want to see it, but um, it might be one that, that I wait for Disney plus on as well. Yeah. I can't imagine me going to see this unless my kids want to go see it. Mm-hmm. It really reminded me of Zootopia. Just remove the animals and put mm-hmm. in elemental things just not you know pixar is pixar i don't i don't know that it's fair that they have to come up with like a new game every single time like i think their most successful and most endearing projects are the ones that have stuck around toy story uh is the best example of that my kids still love toy story mm-hmm. i'm hopefully getting out of this like i would you go see this without kids i i don't know that i would do that i i definitely wouldn't I, you know, and I don't know that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there are adults who go to see the Pixar movies, but I just think this one seems to be more geared towards the kids, but I could be wrong. It's, it's it. I should have, I should have re like, my question was more like, does this sell you as an adult without kids to go see it? And I don't think it does. To me, it's still very kiddie, at least from the first trailer. I haven't seen any other trailers. Yeah, I and I think there probably are adults who would probably a little bit younger than us, but yeah, I, I think so. But I'm yeah, again, it, I probably again, unless the kids want to go see this, most likely waiting for the sun to come on streaming. Yeah, yep. So, how about the Flash? I'm excited for the Flash. Also, the next uh, that same day as Elemental, the they'll, they'll be sharing release dates is the Flash, and the headline here, which is kind of odd, being that the movie is the Flash is that Michael Keaton is back as Batman and they and the Tim Burton music is back when at least when the Batman when Keaton's on the screen as Batman which is kind of an odd marketing campaign but at the same time if you've been following anything going on with Ezra Miller the actor uh, who plays the Flash he's had kind of a troubled couple of years got arrested for holding people hostage and just weird things and they've really tried to kind of distance themselves from from that actor even though they see dc sees this movie as foundational uh for dc moving forward so they they kind of couldn't say that again hold on what did what just happened you told me that the actor that plays flash yes held people hostage yeah there was there was some felony charges that he has i i don't think he's gone to court with but he, and then there was also he had some very erratic behavior at some other movie premieres and what have you. But uh, a series of arrests for disorderly conduct and assault charges. Man, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, well, and so that's why I also think it, it's not going to matter because I, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people know about it. But again, I read too much apparently. But so I had, I had heard about this. We had that intervention didn't work. I mean, he's uh, he, he, despite whatever is going on 
this movie is intriguing, right? I mean, how are they going to tie this in with a greater story that they've already... It looks like they're trying to connect it into the, you know, the Justice League series still. And it's going to be a continuation. I'm super interested in Keaton being back. I'm afraid that Marvel and now DC are doing the same stories. You know, there's time mm-hmm. travel and Flash, obviously goes super fast and time travels. There's going to be a Supergirl in all of this, which is going to be super interesting. I thought that was interesting that they put that in the trailer. Like, I seems like that would have been a much bigger thing that they would have wanted to hide. You know what? We've talked about this, too, with another franchise with Thor, where Hulk was shown in the freaking trailer. Oh, and Ragnarok? And like, Ragnarok. Why, why was Hulk shown? It would have been so much cooler to be a reveal. But mm-hmm. I think they got to sell these tickets. I think because theater go, um, you know, attendance at theaters is so low, that yeah. they got to get people in the seats. So they do that. How about what? What's your what's your number for the Flash? I think it's it's around a seven. I, I I'm excited and I will go see it in the theater again. It's mostly around seeing Michael Keaton in the Batman suit again. I don't have very high hopes that it's actually a really good movie though. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little higher. I still like the Justice League stuff. I. I like the Superman movie, so I'm I'm sold. I want to go see this. Eight, nine, somewhere in there. Cool. The next movie, oh, it's also on June 16th, is Asteroid City, which is a Wes Anderson movie. I don't know how, how big of a fan you are of the Wes Anderson universe, but obviously uh, Wes Anderson did Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, which all those, those were his first three movies that he, he wrote and directed. And I really like those movies, but I haven't been much of a fan. I did like Moonrise Kingdom, but I thought this this trailer was actually pretty interesting. It, it, again, it's very standard Wes Anderson fare. I was I was interested by this movie, and again, I don't know if it's one that I would need to see in a theater, but I, I think I'm I'm probably around a seven or an eight for it. Probably closer to eight. Yeah, I'm an eight. I thought the trailer was so interesting, mm-hmm. and the amount of star power in this. I thought the presentation was super cool. I thought, like, what is this movie trying to do? There's there's a n- nuclear explosion in it. Then there's aliens visiting. Then, like, Tom Hanks and this guy's having an argument about his dead wife that died three weeks ago and the kids don't know. I mean, there isn't a thing that I'm not interested in that was presented in the trailer. So, for me, I think you and I would go – you and I should go see this to, – together and then podcast right after it because i think it's going to make some interesting impressions yeah the one thing so i'm at eight the thing that scares me about it is you know we've had these ensemble casts before and it they either knock it out of the park or it falls flat on its face so i'm i'm a little scared about that like is the story too broad is the there's not, I don't have enough information in the trailer to go yay or nay, but the first trailer has got, a, got me interested, definitely. Yeah, in in typical Wes Anderson fashion, this movie stars pretty much everyone in Hollywood. Jason Schwartzman is in almost all of his movies. Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liev Schreiber, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie. I I, I get, I'm like a twenty the twentieth person, and then we say Margot Robbie. Like, yeah, w- uh, you know what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
it's, I mean, it's going to be super wacky. Like, I mean, I think it's super interesting. So, yeah. So the next movie on the list, also June 16th, June 16th, a big day. It is, uh, but it's the only movie that I have on the list that is not uh, hitting theaters. Netflix, yeah. Netflix, Extraction 2 with Chris Hemsworth. I, The first one was not a good movie, but man, it was, it was for a Netflix movie. You know, it was, I was excited to watch it and I was like, holy shit, they're doing this. You know, it, it was um, a lot of violence, a lot of gunfire and, you know, I enjoyed myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'd probably give it about a six. So I haven't seen Extraction 1. It's oh. on my list, but I'm not super excited. I listed this as a five only because when I watched the trailer, it was like the most ridiculous, ridiculous trailer I've ever seen. So this guy, <laughs> it's not even, it's one scene where he's just walking through this mob, beating the crap. It's John Wick. It's John Wick in a military outfit versus mm-hmm. a suit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably a little bit higher than a five. I'm probably a seven for this. I I'm, I'm I, I might be lower than a five. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to see this one. Yeah, it's a Netflix. So the next movie, very close to my heart. Everyone knows if they listen to our top 10 that uh, Indiana Jones is is foundational for me. Um, So on June 30th, we have the the next Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Also close to my heart is is Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag fame. And so this is this is really probably the movie that i'm most excited to see this summer even though the trailer I, the, the the action looks bad i just can't wait to see this movie and so i have wait, this as a, why did you say that why did you say the action looked bad uh some of the, the scene where they kind of jump out of the plane looks in the trailer looks bad now maybe they'll clean it up for the movie but it is some of the action it's it's an 80 year old man jumping out of planes and stuff it I don't know, but I mean, I'm. It's Indiana Jones. You're not getting away from that. I'm super excited for this movie. I I really hope, and it's we're moving on from Spielberg. Uh, James Mangold, who did Logan, Mangold's done a lot of movies I like. I'm excited. I'm excited for this, and I I, I have it as a ten. I'm a seven, only because the first three Indiana Jones are freaking amazing, and they remind me of my childhood and like. The Last Crusade with Sean Connery is one of the most amazing films, uh, like a father-son kind of movie that I just, me, I remember my dad and I watching it and loving it. Then the fourth one came out, and it just fell so flat on its face. And I had such high hopes for it. I think this one's going to be better, but to say that I'm going to run to the movie to go see it, I'm going to wait and see what the reaction is and just kind of hold my breath that cuz you're going to you're going to go see it the first night and you're going to call me or text me and go you need to go see this. I'm going to go see it again with you. Or you're going to be like, "Eh, 80-year-old man jumping out of a plane. Not sure I buy it." I think Harrison wow. Ford's character Indy is older than Sean Connery was in The Last Crusade. And he's jumping out of planes. Connery couldn't even like move much in the last crusade so i don't know very interesting but uh about a seven for me so the next is the speaking of jumping out of planes and stunts we get the mission impossible series the next installment of that that's on july 14th 
and we have Dead Reckoning 1. This movie has been delayed and all kinds of things, had all kinds of COVID shutdowns. But, you know, after Top the, the Top Gun Maverick high, I'm... I'm way in on this too. I haven't been a huge fan of the the Mission Impossible series, but I did like the last one, Fallout. I don't I don't know that I've seen all of them, but I don't know that I need to either. I'm pretty excited for this. It looks awesome. You get the globe, you know, the globe traveling stuff that they always do in the Mission Impossible movies. And my man rides a motorcycle off a cliff, and then I don't know, we skydiving. I, it looks it looks just looks awesome. So I have this as about an eight for me. I'm 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 excited to see this. Can't wait to see it in theaters. So I'm a little less, I'm not as eager to go see it. I have all of the Mission Impossibles on my Apple iTunes. And there's ones I really like, and then there's ones that I think they're just really bad. I don't know anything about Dead Reckoning 1. Is this a reset? Is this... It looks from the trailer that a lot of the players that were in the first one are back. Yeah, Kittredge is back. Is kind of neat. I'm about a five. So for me, um, wow. I can watch this one on a surround sound in my basement. I, it, if he had, there's, it's like the fat, like fast 10, right? He, how many times do you have to see the same? Like, I, I just don't think it's going to be reinventive enough. It's it. And for whatever reason, I don't feel the same romance I do with fucking James Bond. James Bond to me always, seems a little bit fresh now, maybe not always always is too strong but it just i i feel stronger about that than i do the mission impossible franchise hmm. maybe because so many of them have been rammed down your throat over the last 10 years hmm. maybe it's 20 years yeah i i don't know i think it's just i think again i'm i'm living off of the high of maverick tom cruise kind of like I don't understand how that's related, though. But he seems to have like taken this like responsibility of like saving Hollywood and making his movies the biggest events ever. Just the way he talked about Maverick and the way that Mission Impossible has been kind of delayed, and and he wasn't going to do certain, he wasn't going to film things unless they could get it absolutely right with COVID and what have you, and like just he's putting a high level of importance on making these movies the biggest spectacle as possible. And I'm with that. So I'm, I'm hyped for it. Yeah. I think that's somewhat honorable that he's trying to save Hollywood, but I don't understand how it's related to top gun. Well, cause he did the same movies. thing with top gun Maverick. Yeah. But there's only two of them here. There's fucking 85 of these things. I mean, they're the same goddamn movie every single time. I mean, now he's well, he's going to pull on your heartstrings because he's going to bring everybody back from the first, you know, cruise. Do another freaking Anne Rice vampire movie. That's what we, we all want. I don't know about that. He was awesome as Lestat. Awesome. So I'm going to let you talk about the next one because I was can't believe Lestat? the number you've got on this. So Barbie for me is an eight because I'm going to go see it with my daughter and we're going to have a great time. We're going to have so much fun with this movie. I was confused by this trailer. It seems pretty adult. Yeah. Like there's like sex jokes in there. Like or, you know, not having sex jokes or you you know like I'm going to beat you off. There's a part where he says yes. instead of I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up, he says I'm going to beat you off. Yeah. And then um, there's that, yeah, you're right. There is that sex thing where he's like I want to stay the night with you because we're boyfriend and girlfriend and he doesn't know what to do. 
Yeah. But I think I think it's so it's it's going to be cool for me and my daughter who's now getting into teenage years. So it'll be it'll be fun with me and her. That's why I gave it such a high. So this will be a good date for me and my daughter. Yeah, I've got this at about a four. I'm I'm interested to see it just because of Gosling and Margot Robbie, and it's you know directed by Greta Gerwig, you know who did Lady Bird, and she's a fantastic writer too. And Frances Ha, I'm just I I'm shocked that this movie got made and that it looks like it does. It's yes. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it, but I've got it at about. Do you a four know about the Barbie show? Do you know about like the the Barbie show? There's a Barbie show that's like over the top ridiculous and it's a cartoon and they walk like they don't they don't animate any like they walk straight legged and stuff like that and my kids my kids used to watch it relentlessly so I don't know maybe maybe if you had a daughter you'd think about it a little differently hmm. I mean I'm not saying I want to go see Barbie and go <laughs> this is Oscar bound like uh, I, it's not a movie that totally interests me what interests me is i get to spend time with my daughter doing it so that's that's gonna be cool so on the same day that barbie is released on july 21st it's probably the biggest battle of the summer we also get oppenheimer from christopher nolan which is which is our guy i mean that's our guy and christopher nolan 10 for me this is the first movie he's doing outside of warner brothers uh he this was with paramount because he left warner brothers after the whole uh tenant fiasco during covid but yeah, this is another movie that stars like the other half of Hollywood. Like what every the half of Hollywood is in Wes Anderson's movie, and the other half is in uh, Christopher Nolan's movie Oppenheimer, which is uh, it seems to be a somewhat of a departure for Nolan in that it's not doesn't seem to be action based. Obviously, there there's a fucking bomb that's going to explode, um, and apparently they practically set off whatever an, an atomic bomb. Uh, however you do that, they there's not much cgi in this but it's not you know there's not action there's not guys going through dreams and there's not uh space travel and there's not you know people going back in time what have you it seems to be kind of more of a straightforward kind of thriller or you know kind of almost spy spyish drama um around the creation of the of the atomic bomb and uh, I'm all the way in on this because it's Christopher Nolan, and I can't wait to see it. So I'm I'm a ten for this as well. And so Slavic, will you go see Oppenheimer first, or will you see Barbie first? Oh no, yeah, I'll you... definitely go see Oppenheimer. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This is um, a movie I think Nolan's gonna come. This is gonna be his his dramatic masterpiece where he gets away from kind of the action of Interstellar and Tenet and Inception. He, he has no gimmick to play with. Time is not a factor. There's not a bat costume he has to fuck around with. This is going to be his, like, Oliver Stone doing JFK or Oliver Stone doing Nixon. This is going to be his big, dramatic moment, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see this film. I was going to ask you, but you kind of answered it. Like, how, how will Christopher Nolan fuck with time in this movie? He's not going to. There's no fucking way he can. It's all... It's. I mean, this, the history is pretty well documented. It's whether or not he's going to get into the, you know, how the Russians got the equations and the, the know-how to, to build their shit. And, like, is, 
Like, is he going to go as far back as to get Einstein's shit in there and Feynman in there and all the all the guys that helped build this thing? So, super interested. I'm going to try my hardest not to look at trailers either and just go in and just... This one, I'm going to have a tub of popcorn and cherry Coke, and I'm going to fucking love it. I can't wait. So, uh, this has Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey, Florence Brana. Pugh... Jack Quaid, he's got to have Kenneth Branagh in, in all of his movies, and and Gary Oldman. I, it's it's incredible, incredible cast, and I can't wait to see it. Kenneth Branagh's not in all of his movies. Michael Cage is in all of his movies. Michael Kenneth Branagh. Michael Michael Cage with the Jerry Curl from the Seattle Sonics. Michael, uh, what's his name? Michael, Michael uh, Kane. Kane. Cage. Cage. <laughs> Branagh was in Dunkirk. Brano was in. Brano was in uh, Tenant. Tenant. It's Kane that's in all of them. Kane's in Batman. He's in yeah. Tenant. He's in Inception. Kane's a voice in Dunkirk. Fuck yeah, yeah. bro. If I didn't fuck up his name, I would have been like, "You stand corrected." But I <laughs> fucked up his name, so now I can't say that. Yeah. Fuck. The next movie comes out July twenty eighth. Another reboot of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, we had the Eddie Murphy. Uh, version back in uh, oh, probably yeah, the late 90s. Right. Fuck, I forgot about that. This one stars Rosario Dawson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Winona Ryder, and Owen Wilson. Looks pretty like the same movie to me, so I'm not, I'm not too hyped for it, but again, it might be one that my kids will be interested in seeing. I think we watched, my kids and I watched the other one a, a couple of Halloweens ago, and they weren't terribly interested in it, but so I, I probably got this around a four. I have this as a seven. This is as close as my family will get to a horror movie. So I'm going <laughs> to relish this and take them to this movie and pretend like, yes, they are actually into horror movies. So I this is my favorite place. I don't know how many times you've been to Disney, but over the course of my kids' lives, I've been there a couple of times. And this is by far the best, I don't know if you call it a ride, but the best thing to do at the Magic Kingdom. So... I give it a shot. It looks pretty cool, actually. Like all the the ghosts and and I mean, I don't know that it's that hard to do this stuff anymore, but it looks pretty cool. And um, I I know my family will dig it. At least my kids will dig it. I'm surprised it's not coming out closer to October, like the hot, like I do a Halloween type thing. Yeah. To have it come out in July seems kind of silly, mm-hmm. but who knows. So I, I'm old enough to remember the ha- the old Haunted Mansion ride uh, and then was a little, I guess, peeved when they changed it to the the Eddie Murphy version at the Magic Kingdom. So I'm wondering if they'll change it again to this Rosario Dawson uh, uh, version of it. So uh, the next movie is, is one that I put on the list. I know we, we could I can't find a trailer for it, but it's called Challengers. It's directed by Luca Guadagnino. Who did uh, Call Me by Your Name? It was a good movie, uh, but this stars Zendaya and Mike Feist. Feist was the kind of the star of uh, the West End Story remake that Spielberg did. Well, he was excuse me, he wasn't the star of all time. He was a, kind of a breakout performer from that movie. So I'm in this movie is about tennis, U.S. Open tennis, um, and kind of a love triangle. From what I know about it, I'm excited for it because I I like Zendaya so. I've got this as probably a seven, so I, I, I'm excited for it. Again, I knew Slavic, you, you don't know much about it, so I didn't expect you to have much about it. But August 11th, I'll probably go see that. 
so. The one thing you just said, though, when you said a love triangle, it's like Black Swan on the tennis courts. You made me think of that. So Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I don't know if it's going to be kind of a thriller like Black Swan, but, you know, I, I obviously don't know much about the tone of the movie, but I think, uh, you know, we don't. When's the last time we had a good tennis movie? Well, I guess we did have King Richard, but yeah. that was not a good tennis movie. Yeah. It was yeah. a bad tennis movie. The next movie I put on there just because I saw it in a trailer before Super Mario, but also I was confused by it because I've never heard of this character before in my life. The Blue Beetle. It's a DC movie. I, it seems kind of Spy Kids-ish or something. I, I, it seemed like it was geared more towards kids. Yeah. Considering that DC's doing this reboot, I was surprised that this movie's coming out and that they also canceled that Batgirl movie like that they had done and they decided not to put it out. The fact that this is coming out, they must have saw something in it, but I don't know how it relates to Superman and if it relates at all. But this Blue Beetle movie, I probably probably around a three for me, maybe a four. Yeah, again, the only reason I have it as a five is if my kids want to go see it. Not anything I've run out and see. Not soup. I don't know enough about it. It's not. Um, from what I saw in the trailers, it's not anything that like grips me that I gotta go see. But um, hey, if my kids want to go see it, it's not a movie that I'm like dead set against. Like some others in here. The last one that it's not on the list in it, but it comes out a couple a couple of months later, and I'm only mentioning it just because a trailer came out yesterday for it. But Dune Part Two, where you at? A 10. 10. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I heard that there's already um, some people not super interested in it. I don't know who those people are. Like that it's not following the books close enough. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw it on YouTube today or yesterday and it was like. Mm. Mm. So we'll go quickly to the uh, TV list. A show. I don't know if you've seen anything about this show Silo that's coming out on Apple Plus, but it looks really good. It's got Rebecca Ferguson, Tim Robbins, uh, Rashida Jones, David Oyelowo. It's a sci-fi, a po- you know, post-apocalyptic show. It, it looks pretty good to me. I don't know how many seasons they plan to go with it, but I don't know much about the the books. But apparently, it's based on some. Some beloved sci-fi books, but I'm um, I'm interested in it. I, I as far as TV goes, I I put this as about an eight. I thought that this looked super interesting until I realized that they're all completely underground the whole time. Yeah, it just made me think of the Matrix, and so I'm a little cautious about it. The production looked super good, like it just looked like they spent a lot of money doing the effects, and they were showing. Like it seems like there's this big conspiracy, and they're doing a good job in the trailer to show like there's this conspiracy that is holding people down in the ground, and it reminded me of Cloverfield the second movie. Cloverfield, I don't remember the name. Do you remember the name of that movie? Cloverfield two. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. I couldn't. I couldn't have come up with that on my own. But you know where uh, Goodman's in it. It's, and, like ten, it's called Ten Cloverfield um, Lane or something like that. I think. Yeah, that's exactly right, and um. And I thought that was a great, great movie. So, or a great, yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's kind of like Wally, too, right? Where they, it seems like the Earth's been destroyed and people are scared to go to the surface and might, uh, yeah. it's got, it's got a little bit of intrigue. I, I hope it doesn't get a little losty, though, where it gets a little up its own ass with 
the the mythology of it or what have you. But yeah, that's why it's a seven. the The next one is a show coming up on Hulu on May tenth called Class of '09. Uh, it's got Brian Tyree Henry and Kate Mara, and it, it's kind of a yep. standard FBI. You know, they're talking about how they recruit people, and it looks like there's some drama and secrets and i'm just it's just the type of show that i love these uh, again kind of twisty spy-ish kind of dramas but it looks like it's got some legs to it i'm I'm really excited for this i i have this as about an it's probably as a nine this this is one of the the favorite ones i'm looking forward to this summer yeah so for me it's a seven only because i feel a little bit like they're trying to fool us or trick us into caring about the same story only over three different time periods mm-hmm. and it, it's it has the potential to just kind of run awry so for me it's a seven but i'll check it out you know I, I i like definitely like mara the way she she um acts and i've seen that oh what's his name i'm sorry i'm, I'm drawing a blank brian tyree henry yeah i've seen him in a couple of things and i'm interested to see how he rolls with this one so I always like the FBI dramas and Brian Tyree Henry is great in Atlanta, but totally different character in this. Um, in Brian, in Atlanta, he plays a rapper named Paperboy, and he's so fucking funny. This looks obviously a lot more serious. So, and he was really good in the movie Causeway. I mentioned uh, during our Oscar podcast, or yeah, I think I mentioned it during the Oscar podcast. Much more serious role. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Yep. He was also in your favorite uh, Marvel movie, The Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Not hearing a lot of noise about Eternals 2. <laughs> the next I thought was interesting because it's a TV show that seems to be playing right off of movies that were already made, the the Neighbors movies. It's it's co-starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, who were married, a married couple in the Neighbors movies. And again, it seems like they're a, they're a couple or... Uh, well, excuse me. They play one-time childhood best friends who attempt to reconnect in adulthood after falling out. So, But obviously, it's going to be somewhat of a love story between the two of them. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they're repurposing this the same two actors for, uh, for a TV show on Hulu. Yeah, I have very little interest in this. Yeah. This seems much more up your alley than mine. I didn't find anything remarkable about this mm-hmm. other than... It's going to be 10 episodes and and six of them are going to mean something and four of them are just going to be filler. Yeah, probably. I am I feel about the same. It's probably like a four or five for me. I just looking through the schedule this summer, that was one that's, that was what stood out to me again, just because the history that we have with these two actors playing similar characters and acting, the, the characters feel like the same people, I guess. And maybe it's, you know, and it's not just because it's played by the same actors, so... It's odd. It's on Apple Plus, and it comes out on May 24th. The next day, I thought was pretty interesting. Netflix uh, has a show called Fubar, starring the governator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Monica Barbaro from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, she was Phoenix in, in Top Gun. I, I, It looks pretty hokey, but it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a TV show, which is, I think, worth at least checking out a couple episodes. I don't know. I get, you know, it's difficult. Like, I feel like I'm getting duped. Like, you're throwing Arnold Schwarzenegger in this TV series. He's never been a TV series guy. It's him playing basically what he played in the movies. 
I, again, this is one I let you watch and you go, okay, Slava, check this thing out. It's definitely playing off of kind of his true lies type character. He's a CIA agent on the verge of retirement, called in for one last job. And then he, you find, you know, and this is all in the trailer. You find out that he's going to extract another CIA agent and it, it turns out that it's daughter and neither of them knew they were in the CIA. So there's hijinks that ensue. How old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh man, he's what? Got to be 70, right? I'll check. Hold on. So the next show was about the craziest trailer I've ever seen in my life. And this show's gotten a lot of pub and a lot of, there's been a lot of written about it, about what a disaster it's been, but it's called the idol and it's going to be on HBO and it stars the weekend, uh, who's a pop star. If you don't know who the weekend is, but you know, but I'm sure most of you do. But it also stars Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp. And she is the eponymous, however you say that fucking word, idol in this show. She's a pop star looking to reinvigorate her career. And there is so much sex and sexual innuendo in this trailer. I was just like what the fuck am i watching like it looks like nearly a porn movie on the level of showgirls but it's on hbo so i give hbo a lot of hbo shows a good look so I, i'm looking forward to this or i'm i'm a, i guess i'm i'm looking forward to looking at the car crash of it so i have this as about a seven on my list yeah i'm about the same i'm a little bit more hit or like take it or leave it with this one this is going to be very similar to your Atlanta show, I think, where it's just now a, a female pop star. I am, I was kind of put off by how much sex and energy they were pushing on this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, I, and I it's, don't really know. Sam Levinson, who's involved in Euphoria, is also involved in this. And so it's definitely trying to push the boundaries, I think, of Euphoria even farther. And yeah, we'll see how far they can go with it. But, not my uh this is much more of your type of this is much more of your type of show where the people will be bad and then they'll sell you on how endearing they are and then you'll build some type of compassion for them and then i'll be like why do you like these people and you're like because they have damage tiny little strings of good in a ball of yarn that's evil and i'll be like fuck dude the next uh, show is uh, the first one that we talked about on Disney+. Plus. It's the first Marvel TV show probably in about... It'll be the first one in about nine months once this comes out. Maybe even longer than that. Maybe a year. And it's uh, Secret Invasion, which looks like it's the Nick Fury continuation of the story that was kind of left off at the end of Captain Marvel where he he's working with the Skrulls against the Kree. I was interested in this just because of the cast i mean it's got your girl olivia coleman from hot fuzz uh-huh love her she's good i've been around the station a couple of times if you know what i mean <laughs> but it oh, good. ben mendelson's one of my favorites but he was he was in captain marvel and then brings back maria hill colby smolders and you know dermot mulrooney don Cheadle. so it looks uh it looks like a lot of fun it but it's also it got a definite more serious tone than a lot of the Marvel shows have had recently, you know, with Miss Marvel and She-Hulk being kind of more goofy. 
I think this this definitely has taken the tone back to the the serious end of the ledger, and I'm uh, I'm excited for it. I have this about an eight on my uh, my hype meter. I'm exactly the same. What blew me away was I saw this trailer before you made this list, and I honestly thought they were putting out a Nick Fury movie. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, it looks very this theatrical, looks so cool. I was like, man, they're putting out a Nick Fury movie before Sam passes because he's like a thousand years old and blown away that it was a Disney Plus series. What I'm so cautious about, though, is that you either get fucking Andor or you get the Bubba Fett Mm -hmm. series on Disney Plus. And they have a great they do a great job of selling them the same way. So you don't really know what you're getting. And that's what scares me about Secret Evasion. I am giving it, giving it a benefit of the doubt, which means I'll actually check it out and watch it. But I'm so weary about QAQC from Disney Plus on some of their shows. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to it, though. Like, the cast is unreal. Unreal. Like, they got everybody back on this one. And it's also got, it's also got Khaleesi in it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. She will not show any of her boobs, though. We've made that clear. Made that absolutely clear. I have another question for you. How do you spell Bubba Fett? How do you spell it? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger is 75 years old. Why? How do you spell it? I don't know. How do you spell because it? I always thought it was pronounced Boba Fett. But you you say Bubba Fett. Bubba. Bubba Fett. <laughs> That's because I, I, I refer to him like oh, I was seven when I first introduced. <laughs> was introduced. I don't say the word wolf either. I say wolf because <laughs> I'm still a seven-year-old kid trapped in a 47-year-old body. Awesome. So the next two I put on the list just for you. June 29th is the third season of The Witcher. I've never watched the first two, so this is a one for me. But I, I thought I'd put it on there just for you. But your, your boy Henry Cavill apparently isn't in The Witcher anymore. They replaced him with uh, Liam Hemsworth. Well, he hated it. Like, he ended up hating it. Uh So, I watched Witcher 1, season 1. I'm a huge... So, for those that don't know, Witcher is a series of books written by a Polish author that is about a guy that has some super powers that he can use to fight off monsters and, like, demons and witches and warlocks. This is set in a separate time universe where it's more medieval times. The The first season was okay. You know, they had some episodes that were great and then some episodes that were misses. Like, you're like, what is going on? Like, the effects were bad. The writing was bad. I tried to make it through season two. And I think I made it through three episodes. And I was like, man, they're fucking up this great, great thing. So am I going to watch Witcher 3? I probably will not because CD Projekt Red, which is a video game developer, created Witcher 3, Witcher 1, Witcher 2, and Witcher 3. But Witcher 3 is by far the best representation of the Witcher series. And I want to remember that. I want to remember those characters as what was in the book and this representation that was in this mammoth, beautiful video game. So I don't need this series I don't like that they're replacing The Witcher in the third season. I don't know how successful this has been for Netflix, honestly, because they don't report it. But I can't imagine that it's been that well received. I didn't know that the first two seasons were an assault on your Polish brethren. 
Well, they took so many liberties from the book. It's not that he was Polish or anything. It's just the series, for whatever reason, took so many liberties with main characters that are like loved and revered by what I will call the Witcher community. And like Cavill did a great job of being Geralt. Did a great job, but I don't. Know. I don't. I think it, there was some direction mishaps and some writing mishaps that some diehard Witcher fans like myself. I'll be the first one. I've read every book. I've played every freaking video game. Just will not will not pass on. So. Speaking of video games, I, the last one on our list is from late July, and I didn't play this video game, but I was. I, I know of it and was just shocked that this is being turned into a TV series. Um, so just for more of shits and giggles, I put this on the list. And the Twisted Metal series of video games is being adapted into a TV series starring Anthony Mackie. And uh, I, again, the game is like a demolition derby, right? There's no like, there's no story there's no behind story. it, right? And they they somehow created us a, a story behind the Twisted Metal Literally, games. Literally, the original one was different maps where you got to pick a vehicle, arm it, and then just beat the crap out of each other. There was not, like, characters. I mean, I guess the drivers of the cars had, like, a write-up. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't, like, how they're doing this, why somebody is producing this, where they're getting the money from it makes no sense. What's hilarious is that Twisted Metal will probably be better than the Halo fucking series that they put out. <laughs> it's unreal. Like, I don't understand what, why can't they take the art from video games and translate it well into a visual, mm-hmm. like a movie or a, or a show? It just seems like it's near impossible to do. Unfortunately, one of the better ones is The Last of Us, which is which as a story is the one of the more ridiculous stories to pick because your hero fucks over the person he's been protecting the whole time. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just I don't understand. I don't understand. The crazy thing about Halo before I get off my high horse there is that Peter Jackson at one point was dubbed the director to get Halo movie out. And he still couldn't get this fucking I, I, like. Why is the video game so successful? Just use the use the writers from the video game to to do the show. Like I don't. It just seems so bizarre to me that they can't figure that shit out. Yeah, I only watched one episode of that Halo show, but it was immediately apparent to me that it was not going to be successful, and it seemed to be trying to set up lore and the worlds, and I don't know. I, I mean, I would have, I, I, I think I would have been interested in almost like a straight ad, adaptation of the, of the story that you learn through that video game. I think it would have been a little bit. I mean, would have been more. The story is so convoluted in the video game, but you actually expect it in the video game, right? Because you got four hours, well, I mean, eight to twelve hours of play, so they gotta stretch that out. I think they're on like the eighth one. You know, it's, I don't know, just, I don't get it. Like it. Like, it would be cool for that to be a good movie or a good show, but I don't know how this stuff gets made. So Twisted Metal, like just looking at it just makes me angry. Like w- there's so many other video games that are much more compelling than fucking Twisted Metal. So like, what are you doing? Why did you think that was a good idea? But whatever. So what do you think about this this crop of, we'll talk about the movies first, this crop of summer movies, yeah. Slavic. I mean, as a, on a whole, what do you think of them? 
So I think this is pretty average attempt to try to save theaters for the summer go. I don't see like a lot of shining stars in here. I think like I use the one that we're most excited about, Oppenheimer, right? Mm-hmm. We're excited about it because it's Nolan, and we appreciate the art that Nolan produces. But is Oppenheimer going to bring in the masses? I just don't think it's a summer blockbuster that way. Mm-hmm. You know, your two biggest summer blockbusters are probably going to be Mission Impossible and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, like the other ones are just kind of run of the mill. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you see like a shining? Like I would think that if Hollywood's trying to save. Movies like we've talked about from the last podcast we did about Babylon. Wouldn't you expect there to be like five or six solid movies that would draw in the crowds? Yeah, I don't see that here. Do you? Well, I think this is also kind of the last vestige of COVID as well because these movies were in production or ending production during COVID, and so to me, I mean, there's a there's a couple of standouts like you said, Oppenheimer. And the Mission Impossible movie and the Indiana Jones movie. But the just there's not depth to it because, you know, I scoured that list of upcoming releases and this was, you know, the best 15 or so that I could come up with. But I just Googled summer releases 1997 and this is in a in descending order of of gross. This is 1997. Men in Black, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Air Force One, My Best Friend's Wedding, Face Off. Batman and Robin, Con Air, Contact, The Fifth Element, Conspiracy Theory, Spawn, Austin Powers, Speed 2, all the way down at number 20 was Copland. That I mean that just God damn, that's a great year. That's just that's I mean that's a good year of movies, right? And we don't have yeah. we have maybe oh my God. we have like maybe five movies that would stand up to Copland here, that's, you know. That's stretching it, man. Like come on. Like even further down the list, again, we're talking about kind of kind of corny summer movies. Anaconda was that summer. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> so it just doesn't strike me that, and again, we've talked about this for years privately and a little bit on the podcast, how the middle, the middling movies kind of had gone away in favor of all these blockbuster movies. You know, a lot of stuff goes to streaming instead of to theaters, but... I just, I'm really hoping that maybe if we do this next year in kind of year in, year out, maybe seeing hopefully Hollywood rebounding a little bit and we get a larger volume of of summer movies. But that, and this was kind of the reason I wanted to do the podcast was to just kind of look at it. What is, what is Hollywood doing to seduce people back into those seats? I feel like it's not a very big effort. We talked about Babylon and that ending when they're showing all of this, these great movies. But honestly, they're not trying to outcompete what's out there right now. I, I have three kids, right? All of those kids, all three of them, would struggle sitting through movies. They, they, they're not captivated that way. And it because the way the media is presented now, it's in little snippets and little blurps but hollywood isn't addressing that at all they're not trying to put out products that'll entertain i mean i guess my my younger kids like will be interested in barbie and across the spider-verse and that but my 15 year old what's what's out here for my 15 year old to see 
He's not interested in any of this shit because he's not being marketed to that way. Mm-hmm. So I think Hollywood's dropping the ball. Like, they should be in overdrive right now. They should be like, all this shit is on the line. Burger King should be having Guardians of the Galaxy cups and, and McDonald's should be having the Flash, whatever. And But you don't see that marketing push. Is the money dried up? Like, what what is going on? Yeah, I don't know, but speaking of money, uh, you know, I took my it was me and my two sons to see Mario Brothers, and it, that was like a hundred dollar day for me. I mean, that's that's getting kind of crazy. I mean, well, a seventy five, you know, the tickets thirteen fourteen dollars a piece, and then candy, sodas, popcorn. I was like fifty bucks for that. I mean, that's it's crazy. Crazy and talking about a people families of four going to movies, it's just it can it's getting it's getting a little out of hand and it's it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy here. I think theater owners are going to have to look at what they're charging as well. And in the end, I I wonder if quotes for actors start coming down a little bit so that movies can spend more on production and what have you to because. When, when a movie star is making 20 or 30 million dollars in a movie it's drives that production cost up and it, that just filters down into the theater costs and what have you so I, I'm just wondering what's got to happen for this machine to stop this spiral I, don't, I just feel like they're not doing anything though like I, I think that thing with the actors taking pay cuts has already happened right I think a lot of actors now especially the upper echelon guys, are getting cuts of the movie profits, right? So they might get two or three million dollars up front, but then on the back end they get, you know, some percentage or some points off uh, whatever movies are being created. But where where I'm seeing like no effort is sorry, like I just need to interrupt you, but but the back end is also being affected by you know movies going to streaming services and and these streaming services aren't being forthcoming with how that profit is monetized so the back ends are actually smaller for a lot of actors now you know yeah, than no argument i think like black widow had that discussion, mm-hmm. right when that black widow movie mm-hmm. came out scarlett johansson was like wait a minute what the fuck you guys promised me yeah. x amount on a back end and it, it and if but where like i don't i don't see like, i don't i just don't see like i feel like they're not that worried about it you know, you and I are going to, we're always going to love movies, right? We grew up on it. It's kind of our ethos. It's part of our culture, right? Especially since you and I discuss them pretty regularly. But I, I just don't see that. Like, I, it's funny. I, I talk about, like, my my boy has a girlfriend and I go, oh, are you guys going to go on a date? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you guys going to go see a movie? And they're like, why would we do that? We don't even get to talk to each other. And I'm like... That used to be like standard. Yeah. Now it's now it's like laughed at. Like, oh, we wouldn't do that. That's so stupid. We wouldn't even like, we wouldn't even be able to look at our phones. My first date with my high school girlfriend, we went to the Olive Garden, and then we went and saw Terminator Two. How? <laughs> Sounds amazing. So I don't see, you know, for them being such a big organization, and maybe maybe I'm just being foolish, but there isn't much push there isn't much put like where's the recovery where's the big movies i mean i get it they have marvel they have but you just read off 
1997, 10 blockbuster movies that were coming out mm-hmm. and seducing people in into the theater. Yeah, and I don't I, I just don't see that happening. But yeah, and you're right. The outside of the Marvel movies, what is there for a 15 to an 18-year-old to be excited about? I mean, are they interested in Fast X and Mission Impossible? I don't maybe, maybe, I don't know. Mission Impossible like you when they do the research, right? They're going to say go see a 65 or 70-year-old man run around I mean, Tom Cruise has been doing Mission Impossible since I was in like high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, th- I don't know that that seduces a fifteen-year-old now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think they're taking care of their customer base. I mean, may, I'm sorry, they're taking care of their customer base, but their customer base is getting older, and they're not going to be that interested. And like, add to it, like you said. You go to a theater. We don't even buy candy at the theater anymore. I we honestly buy it at Walgreens mm-hmm. for a buck a box or fifty cents a box because they they have that movie grade candy mm-hmm. and they overstock it, so they knock it down to fifty cents a box. So we stock up. There's a crap load of it in our pa- pantry right now, and we sneak it in because I'm I'll be damned if I'm paying six dollars yeah. for Junior Mints, and then on top of that, you're buying popcorn. Right, I mean, just like, like how much could that popcorn honestly cost them to make? I mean, it's pennies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're charging you thirty bucks. So I don't like everything, though. Everything's super expensive now, and and I don't know. It, my fear is that the thing that you and I care about and love and love to discuss and talk about is ultimately gonna go to the wayside, and it's gonna be. Instead of like what we have here in Buffalo, what we have like six or seven major theaters, it's all going to boil down to like one in a marketplace. And to go see a movie in the theater is going to, because the supply is so far down, they're going to charge you a premium to go see it. And it's going to be, you know, four movies a year, like Shays, right? Like it's going to be Shays. <laughs> and. I don't know. I don't think it, it – I'm so worried. I, I thought that it, by this time, Paramount, MGM, Touchstone, all the big movie houses would be getting together and being like, we need to knock this out of the park. We need to get people back in those seats. And I just don't see it. So I'm scared. This is a, a kind of a downer way to end it, but this is our plea. Go see movies. Go, go see them in the theater. Even though I told you it costs too much money. (laughs) (laughs) We got to do it. We got to save movies. Guardians of the Galaxy. Across the Spider-Verse. Asteroid City. Indiana Jones. Mission Impossible. Oppenheimer. Let's do it. Let's do it, podcast fans. Let's go see the movies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I agree, man. Let's go, man. The unlimited thing for Regal. If you go see them, two movies in one month, it pays for itself. I wish they would give you some kind of discount on the food. Though. Well, you do get, you get a ten percent discount with it, but yay! <laughs> but it's something that's already eighty percent overpriced. Anyhow, yeah. All right, man, we gotta get we gotta get out of here. We do. We got a big morning ahead of us. So, thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, leave comments, concerns, feedback on our social media and. Looking forward to doing some 
cool podcast coming up. We got some shows we got in the bank. Yeah. So, Diplomat. Succession sucks. Oh, dick. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. That concludes the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd love to get your support and your opinion of the podcast. So please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Deep Shots Pod and on Facebook, Deep Shots Podcasts. Email your comments, opinions, and future show suggestions at deepshotspod at gmail.com. Stay safe. Much love. Bye.